0: Welcome to Teacher Tales, a podcast from the spirit of teaching. This is your host, Linda Markley, and I invite you to join me and my guests as we get curious, explore, discover, and learn more about what is really at the heart of teaching. In each episode, we will hear the story of a teacher, what called them to teach, what are their greatest joys and challenges in teaching, what inspires them. And what are their hopes, dreams, and vision for the education of children? We will learn more about the greatest lessons they have taught and also the greatest lessons they have learned. No checklists, no standards, no reports, no paperwork, and no data. Just stories from their hearts to our hearts on a journey to celebrate what really matters in the true spirit of teaching. So hi, everyone. Welcome back to Teacher Tales. And I am so happy you're here. And I know you're happy the end of the year is here. And your summer is upon you. And you probably are thinking about PD, right? Because over the summer, that's what teachers do. They have PD. But also, I hope that you find a way to kind of get back to your center and your passion and your purpose in teaching And so in order to um, kind of inspire you with that, I have the perfect guest today who's gonna talk about some of these things that she does with teachers and what she's learned. And so Mary,
1: you wanna introduce yourself? I sure do, thank you, Linda, and thanks for having me. And thanks to all of you who are listening to this podcast and and, uh, just trying to, again, re-energize our spirit because that's what it is. And Linda was absolutely right. Um, Teachers, you guys work so hard and you just pour your heart and soul out into those kiddos and you leave a lot on the table when you walk away at the end of the year and you're drained and you need a time to rebalance and recenter, just like Linda said, refocus um, before you have to start it again. And so I really thank you for doing this, providing this podcast. Um, I hope that uh, so many teachers can just draw energy from listening to all the tales that you've collected over the past few weeks and months and years. My name is Mary Matheson and I have officially been in education for 40 years. Uh, I started in 1982 and I was, um, I've been a, a teacher and a, an a educator and instructional coach all the way through. But I think the most important thing that anyone needs to know about me is that when I was in school, I hated school. I didn't like school at all. Um, And I tell teachers that. Little known fact is I hated school. I hated going. In fact, there's a story that my mom and dad like to tell that I hung onto the kitchen table when I was in fourth grade and they had to literally physically drag me out under the table because I just didn't want to go to school. And the reason why is because I was born and raised in a rural town in Minnesota, northern Minnesota, and I had moved into that town. And if you've been, if you know about rural America, you know that once you move into a town, you're always the outsider, right? You, you just never kind of find your footing. And so fourth grade, um, I didn't know the name, but I guess I was bullied. Um, you know, I was not accepted. I was hated. I was the person that, you know, no one wanted to sit by and, and was passed notes and drawn pictures of and all of those ugly things that, um, you know, kids go through sometimes. And that's why I hated school. I didn't want to go. But in fourth grade, my life turned around. And because of one person, my fourth grade teacher made all the difference in the world to me. Um, She taught me a couple of things. She taught me, number one, that I didn't have to be a victim. I could choose not to be a victim of that bullying. And she was tough on me. But she saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And she pulled on that thread. And she kept pulling on that thread. And when I was the lowest I could be and the most insecure I could be, she kept believing in me and she kept pushing me. And she found me a place in books and I could thrive reading books and I could um, increase my vocabulary and do all those things because of her. And she kept pushing me and I tell that story to teachers because we forget sometimes we have no idea and we forget the impact we have on kiddos. Um, I have since thanked her. She's passed away now. She's in a better place, I'm sure. But I was able to thank her for what she did for me because I draw on her energy even today. After 40 years of education, I still draw on her energy and what she did for me. Um, And that motivated me to to be successful in school and and work hard. And then when I got to college, I had a second teacher that pulled on a thread that I didn't have. You know, I was a liberal arts um, biology, chemistry major. And for liberal arts, you had to take so many humanity classes. So I said, well, how hard can education be? Right. So I took an education class and The professor that taught it said, why aren't you a teacher? And I said, well, I don't like school. So this is a problem. You know, why would I be a teacher if I don't really care for school? And she said, I think you'd be really good. And and she wouldn't let me go. She kept tugging on that thread and tugging on that thread. and, And finally, I saw something in me that she saw all along. And I thought, no, I think maybe I can be a teacher. And so because I had enough credits in biology and chemistry, I became a biology and chemistry teacher. And I taught uh, high school level, mainly out in Arizona, where I'm from, Phoenix, Arizona. And I taught for 10 years, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I loved the kids. I loved the content was okay, but the kids were just wonderful. And, And I coached basketball and volleyball. And so I got to know kids in a different way. So, fast forward a little bit, uh, I started to have my own children, which took me out of the classroom and brought me home to raise my three kids. Uh, And that just put me in a different position with different opportunities. So, when I was ready to go back to education after a couple of years of hiatus, um, I became an instructional coach. And that took me to um, the K 8 schools that they have out in Phoenix. And I was able to understand and learn how kids read and write. How 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 does a high school chemistry teacher ever figure out how a kid reads? They just come to you reading or they don't come to you reading and you wonder why they can't read, right? So I learned a lot. I learned a ton about how the little ones make sense of the world and how preschool and kindergarten teachers are just the most amazing people. I've said this and I believe it in my heart of hearts that if more teachers taught like kindergarten teachers, education would be a lot better off. Uh, because they just do a lot of things very well. Uh, and, I, and they're admirable. Um, and so I learned a lot in those years. I was an instructional coach. And because of all of that, I was able to um, appreciate the K-12 look. And so that's kind of like a little bit of my background. But I'll never forget um, those teachers that saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what teaching is all about. That we look at kids and we say, I see, I see you, I believe in you, and I may see something that you don't even see in yourself yet. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what keeps teachers going all year round. Um, and it's been harder this past couple of years with the pandemic. But I, I love your analogy with the thread. Like, um, there's a story, an old story that I've told in different classes about a red thread and weaving that wet red thread throughout the whole tapestry of cultures, of lives of people, how they interact and everything. But there's always that common red thread and uh, you just have to kind of find it and connect to it. Um, And the impact of teachers, this is such a great message for you to tell teachers now here at the end of the year, because they may feel like they didn't have an impact at all. But hopefully kids have been writing some notes um, I know my daughter got some really lovely notes at the end of the school year from parents and from the kids. And, you know, it was really interesting. Another thing that you said that um, is very true about teaching is not only the impact, not only the believing and seeing something in a child that maybe other people can't don't see or do uh, don't support or try to, you know, bring out Mm -hmm. is that heart connection, because the parents were saying how my daughter really saw their child, saw their needs. And what really was a red thread of all the little notes that she had was the word love. And that is something that we don't talk about, because we're not supposed to talk about those sort of things. And if you're from certain states, you can't (laughs) talk about social emotional learning. But it's so critical. That's really the essence of teaching and the impact a teacher has. Because otherwise, your story, like being bullied, that wasn't about the academics. That was about the relationship and the human connection or disconnection. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And in light of what has happened um, in Texas this last week, teachers are the first line of defense. We see their eyes. We see them every day. We, we, mm-hmm. We're the first line of possible uh, intervention, if you will. Uh, I don't, I, you know, a fourth grade teacher like your daughter is, How how are you doing today? I I see that you don't have that smile on your face. You know, just making that mini connection, seeing kids, understanding them. If we're going to take that out of the schools, the classrooms, and just teach algorithms of math, I personally believe we're going to have a whole lot more uh, uh, troubled teens and troubled kids. Because oftentimes we see things in the classroom that even the parents don't see at home. Mm-hmm. and we have to be alert to those things. But you try to take that away from teachers and rob that from teachers, that's going to be a tough that's going to be a tough uh, fight to have. Um, but that's, you're so important.
0: But that's the essence of what that fourth grade teacher did for you. It wasn't about the academics. It was about that social emotional awareness mm-hmm. and the support, that she gave you for that. It was that human connection, which we're trying to take out of the classroom so much and um, not allow it. My my daughter has a mental health check in chart in her classroom, and they're telling her that she can't have it, that she can't talk about social emotional learning. She can't ask a child how they're feeling today, um, and so that's that's not that's not right. You know, it's not right to deny. Uh, people to be able to say how they feel and to express their emotions. and And
1: even after all these years, I still think of that fourth grade teacher and what she did for me, not the ways that she taught me how to spell or read or write or do math, but what she, how she empowered me and, and said, you don't have to be a victim. You don't have to act like that. You have a lot of inside fortitude, even as a fourth grader, I understood that and I still remember that after mm-hmm. all these years. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really concerned that we're making a huge mistake by robbing that of 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 our teachers. And I and I'm a parent of three kids. I understand the power of parenting. It's a very important part, as you know too, you're a parent. We all take parenting very seriously and we want the best for our children without question the parents should be involved we should be partners with the parents of of all our students and understand they see a side of of their child that we don't see and vice versa we see a side of the child that they don't see sometimes but we have to communicate within that context and say it's not a tug of war it's not a fight it's a balance and it's a partnership and we're, we want the same goal in the end. Mm-hmm. We want your child to thrive. Right. But I guess that's a, that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> well, I want to talk
0: about what you're doing now, because just like that fourth grade teacher, and I think this is at the heart of all teachers and kind of the spirit of teaching is that we have had an impact. Somebody has, you know, a teacher's had an impact on us, inspired mm-hmm. us, and we want to pay it forward. We want to have that same impact make a difference in some way for mm-hmm. other children, for our school community and everything. And when we're not feeling that yeah. um, and we're not feeling that we're making a difference, which has been the prevalent um, ad- the prevalent um, uh, culture or kind of ambiance in schools mm-hmm. over the past two years with the pandemic, um, you know we can lose our spark. So <clears throat> I want to talk about Spark University, which okay. is what you're doing now. And it and on your your website you say teachers flatline, burn out, or lose their spark. And so what you're doing now, what Spark University is, is it is a um, organization that empowers teachers with powerful skills to renew a sense of passion, pride, and purpose. And so I'd love to talk about those three P's. And you said, these are the sparks that ignite measurable improvement in the classroom and meaningful change in their own well-being. So unpacking all of that, (laughs) what I love (laughs) is that you teach your talk, right? We're going to unpack this. (laughs) So um, that power you know, a powerful sense, because that's what your fourth grade teacher did for you is empowered you. That passion, the pride and your purpose, a lot of that is being taken away from teachers. Um, a few years ago, I had this like, I don't know, epiphany thing. Of, I was thinking about the word passion because I'm a language teacher. And I said, you know what, if I rearrange the letters and passion, it's I pass on. Oh, and that's what teachers are trying to do is pass on
1: love that. those
0: things to children that they've learned that are going to help them in their lives. So and then pride, a lot of pride is being taken away from teaching and the purpose. The purpose has gotten away from um, I'm helping a child grow and nurturing this child into a, the best version of themselves to make a difference in the world to a test and data and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, and I love the whole um, spark and ignite and um, meaningful change. And then the teacher's own well-being because that's what's suffering besides the kids. It's the, the, the teacher. So let's talk about spark university. How did you come to, you know, start spark university and what is, I read what the purpose is, you know, the mission statement and your vision, but can you kind of I- expand on that a little sure. bit, what you're doing and how you're helping teachers and what you're
1: learning from teachers as well? Yes, I'd, I'd love to. Um, just a brief history on how Spark came into being, because it does tie into what we've been talking about. Um, prior to 2008, I was on a research team um, that was going across the country looking at sophomore English and math classes. And uh, long story short, we were involved in participating districts that kind of, you kind of hopscotched the the country. I went from East Coast to West Coast. And we looked at a professional development package called Measuring What Matters and that effectiveness of that. And it required us to go into sophomore English and, and math classes, like I said, and measure their engagement, alignment, and rigor in classes. And we went. I saw a lot of sophomore classes uh, because we went in the fall as a pre-assessment. We went in the spring as the post-assessment. And then we kind of measured the effectiveness of the PD um, within that framework, time frame. Well, I distinctly, and I tell the story in Spark because this is really how it happened. I was sitting in a planter uh, in a high school in Stockton, California, and I was so depressed. I was so miserable. I thought, we can't go on education can't go on. I had seen so many lifeless classrooms in the last 10 days that I've been in and out of these classrooms, not only in California, but out on the East coast as well. I thought, what's going on? We're just, we're just like robots. Nobody was having fun. No one was smiling. No, there was no energy in this room. It was just lifeless. And I say, like I said, in, in on the website that we spend a lot of time with inductive teachers. We, we spend a lot of time when they come into a district, they come into the school, we put, give a lot of induction programs to that. And then we also spend a lot of our resources um, getting rid of ineffective teachers, right? But in the middle, there's this big gap where we just hope that they do okay. And we just, like you said, just kind of throw PD at them and hope they do something with it. And we give them evaluations once or twice a year and they're good to go. Well, with all of the changes, No Child Left Behind, and all of the data-driven things that were going on, I think it just sucked the energy right out of the classroom. And so there was no passion. There was nothing. It was lifeless. So I went back, and I met with a a really talented team that I have behind me. And I said, we have to do something. We just have to do something. I'm I'm not going to sit by and just watch all these horrible, lifeless PD opportunities go in and out and half day in service here and a half day in service there. And so we created Spark. And Spark is an acronym for striving professionals aspiring to revive K-12 education. And like you just read about the short synopsis, our core values is passion, pride, and purpose and reigniting that passion, reigniting that pride, sparking that purpose. And so Spark has become this place where teachers come together. And the first thing I tell teachers when they come to Spark is, this is only about you. Spark is only going to be about you, about why you went into teaching, why you're passionate about it. If you lost the, lost the passion, why did you lose it? Let's get it back. Let's find it. Let's unpack it. Let's, let's mine that passion back up. And so we spend a week, what I like to say, learning, loving, and laughing together and finding that balance of Look, we can have fun. I, I tell we play games, sing songs and have fun. We do, because I'm not going to um, do anything that's gonna rob that, that energy in that week. It's a week long. I think it takes a week to really reinvigorate and really re-energize um, that passion, pride and purpose. Because when you lose it, it can't be just handed to you in a, in a half a day in service and say, well, you must be passionate again. You have to really dig deep and understand what are you passionate about? What is your pride? What? How do you intentionally and purposefully teach so that te- kids not only are successful in the emotional and the affective side of, of the railroad track, but also the academic side? And so how do you bring those two together and how do you become the best teacher you can be so you can then feel that energy? Because if you don't take care of the, the teacher, the teacher can't take care of the kiddos.
0: Absolutely. What have you learned from the teachers that come through your program in the summer? And um, what kinds of things are they saying that helps to um, re-energize them and and Mm -hmm. recapture their love for teaching and that passion and purpose um, to, to, to keep them going, even through the toughest times that we're going through right now?
1: Yeah. Well, Oftentimes, they come to us very flatlined, very, very burned out. Um, and, and we have to take them, we have to meet them where they're at. And what they tell me the most is that, uh, just like your um, daughter, that nothing is um, affirmed, is reinforced and strengthened if it isn't in a data table somewhere. We've, we've, just, we've just focused so much on data-driven decisions and looking at you know the grades. I know in Florida, they give grades and they, they did when I was out there and doing some PD. And that's a very big pressure for a lot of teachers. Um, and so they do come defeated because maybe they didn't get the grade that they needed or maybe they didn't get the gains that they wanted. Um, and they just feel like nobody is really looking at the teacher. Everybody else has all these great ideas about everything that should happen in, in, in teaching. And I tell them that education is a people-to-people business, and nothing makes education go unless they make it happen between themselves and five feet of them. And that's where we start. That's where we start the conversation. That's where we start the collaboration. And what I like about it the most, Linda, is I put all the teachers in in one room, K through pre-K through. 12th grade teachers. And we put, just put them all in one room because I want them to see that the child is on a journey. And this journey starts when they're very little and they're learning how to sound out words and they're trying to uh, segment phonemes. And then they put words together to the high school English teacher who's writing, having them do an argumentative essay. All of those grade levels in between, we are in this together. And that spirit and that passion then starts to to flow out of one and two and three and four teachers and so by the end of the week they're on fire they're ready to go back but they come to me pretty low they come to us pretty defeated it's it's hard it sounds like you give them a a little bit of a a
0: lens for a bigger perspective which is what what we do in teaching, we want to make this difference for the greater good of the mm-hmm. world. We see the bigger picture, but we lose sight of it when we're being asked to just focus, 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 focus in on one piece of data, yep. one little thing. And yep. that's um, that's not what we should be doing. I love also you say, teachers spark the minds of children to fuel them for life.
1: Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's, that's our tagline. Yeah. that 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 i is in my my core being and i think that's true and you know it and i know it and the people that are probably listening to this podcast understand that and how we come about that is again stepping back and looking at the bigger broader picture every day every twice three times a day at spark we talk and we we have them reflect we have journals we have them reflect we have them ask questions they collaborate we show them um, a different way of intentional and purposeful teaching so that it doesn't become bogged down and they're in the weeds all the time about, well, did I objective um, meet the criteria for? Well, let's just put that away for now. But we're gonna really emphasize those core values of passion, pride, and purpose. Along with, I can't, I can't deny it, we do have a curriculum that does roll out purposeful and intentional teaching. Because like I say, passion doesn't pay the bills. And so we also have to come alongside these teachers and give them what do highly effective teachers, what are their hallmarks, what are their characteristics and dive into purposeful teaching and intentional teaching. But it's done in a way that makes sense to them. At -hmm. least that's what they tell us.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds wonderful. So I'm going to put a link in the podcast notes um, for your website and so teachers that are looking for um, some special pd and to get that passion and pride and purpose you know sparked again over the yep. summer uh, maybe bring your group to the district it could be a whole big um, yes. big yep. project because um, that's what we're looking for and we're looking to kind of pick ourselves up and move forward, so. Yes. Um,
1: Thank so. you. I would love to meet some of the teachers that you work with. Um, I know that Spark is a, a kind of a summer uh, opportunity for a lot of teachers because that's the time that they have. Um, so if you put the link in there, they'll, they'll kind of see the summer opportunities. The one of the byproducts of COVID is that we have designed a virtual offering for spark for teachers that can't make it out to Phoenix for the in person. Um, And, you know, I prefer the in person one, but I know people can't travel all over the country or the world. Um, And that's okay, because I think we can still ignite the passion, pride and purpose when they attend virtually as well. So just to throw that out there that they don't have to travel to Phoenix to to get spark.
0: It's just a matter of bringing them together, like-minded people and, and sharing that energy, whether it's over Zoom or in person, it still yes. translates for sure. I agree. Right, thank so you it, so
1: much for doing what you do. Oh, I, think it's, I, I think it's wonderful. Well, thank you. And thank you for
0: what you're doing. And I just want to end, i always have like a, finish my sentence because we have just about, about, about a minute and a half left. Um, so just complete the thought. There's no right answer, no wrong answer, not just one word. So it's kind of uh, to prove my point about the testing thing and how it's, diff- it's not a one word answer. So um, finish my thought or your, finish it with your thought. <laughs> the greatest lesson I've learned from teachers is.
1: The greatest lesson I've learned from teachers is that one size does not fit all. And what I mean by that is Each person, each teacher is unique. Each situation is very unique from the very rural areas of, let's say, Nevada, all the way to the urban core of New York City. Every teacher is unique. And we have to celebrate that uniqueness. And that that uniqueness that they bring to the classroom, that authenticity they bring to the classroom, is really what sparks the passion, pride, and purpose in kids. Mm
0: -hmm. It's that red thread. that
1: that's That's exactly right but thank you so much for doing thank you and uh, have a wonderful summer and if i can be of any help in your future endeavors just let me know
0: hello again everyone this is your host linda markley and i'd like to invite you to nominate a teacher to be a guest on the podcast and to share their story all you have to do is go to www. Dot spirit of teaching dot org, and fill out the nomination form. Again, that's www.spiritofteaching.org. Also, please share, rate, and give some feedback to help us better serve you in the spirit of teaching. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to having you back next time on Teacher Tales.